So excited to have you here on X's and Babies. We got Jeffrey over here. Proud girl dad, That's Sydney right. in the house, yeah. uh, co-parenting coach and proud boy mom. And we're going to talk about, just continue the conversation around co-parenting. We're going to focus a lot on like things we have to do to become better co-parents at the hard internal work. So um, thank you, Liz, for being on the show. Do you want to just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Liz. I have a three-year-old named Kyla who I co-parent with her dad. Um, and besides that, I am a content creator in fashion and a stylist. Okay. Nice. Yes, it's, it's obvious too, because you put yourself together so well. Like, uh, so thank you. I, I, you can <laughs> tell when someone's an artist. Too, oh, thanks, girl. <laughs> you paint? Do I paint? Yeah, you look like you paint. I look like I paint. Yeah. <laughs> I used to paint for fun, but okay. like I would never show anybody what I did. Uh-huh. But okay. I, I haven't for a long time, unless it's with my kid. Oh, oh. Right. So you have an artist vibe about you outside of fashion. Outside oh, of yeah. I'm definitely a creative. Okay. Mm-hmm. Creative. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, I'm glad that you're here. Welcome. Thank you for coming, taking the time to show, you know, to bless us with your knowledge on things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks all for having me. So, Liz, um, Describe your day-to-day life as a mom, content creator, artist. What's that? What, how does that look like for you? Okay. What does that look like for you, I should say? <laughs> My day-to-day, I so I work from home, so I'm lucky enough to not have to commute. Yes. Um, as far as like my nine to five goes. So I usually work from 7 to 11. Mm-hmm. My daughter wakes up around 10, 30, 11. That's um, I know. She, she stays up late, though. Okay, okay. <laughs> How old is she again? She's three. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so then I, you know, kind of get the day going with her. Um, depending on the day, I might work on some of my, like, side hustles or my content mm-hmm. creation. It might just be a re- revolved around taking her to the park and making lunch. It depends on the day. Then I usually clock back in from three to six and then have the rest of the evening to spend with her after she goes to bed. I usually work on my own stuff again. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a busy day. Yeah. For sure. So the content, so what's your, what's your content? So I do content on um, Instagram. Okay. And so I do it for myself and my enjoyment. And then I've also done, use like, it's called user-generated content, mm. which I don't necessarily post, but I might make, like, um, usually it's short-term short format video now mm-hmm. for different companies usually it's like skincare oh, wow. yeah or but it'll be just like i don't know sometimes i'll be in them or it will just be like me like unboxing and showing like the texture of the product okay nice. and then on my own it's always fashion once like my own thing, yeah. That okay. is so cool. We might need some advice from you, yeah. uh, because you know we got the X and Baby podcast <laughs> and you know, the Instagram, but yeah, coordinate. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's <laughs> So you have a three-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, were you? And uh, oh, let me know if I dive too deep with the question, because I don't want to offend or anything like that. So the situation with the father. Were you guys together at first? Before you became pregnant, or oh, oh yeah, no, I'm ready. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm ready. I'm yeah, open. Listen, she's just, like, I'm ready to be vulnerable and things like be open. Thank you. Um, yeah. But so we were in an on and off relationship. Okay. Before I got pregnant with her, um, we actually broke up when i got pregnant mm, yeah that's tough okay i've been there yeah okay so and that's more common than people want to admit as well that's right. not the same for me as well uh, when i thought i was gonna be a father her mom and i weren't together 
during a yeah. pregnancy. So that conversation is very, very, it could be stressful because it's like, okay, how can I move on my life? But yet there's this life changing thing that's going to happen in the next couple of months, you know? Yeah. Was it like that for you as well? Or how yeah. were you able to deal with that? It actually took me a long time to be able to talk about it. Like I remember honestly going to work and like kind of after I had announced my pregnancy, not telling everybody that we had broke up because, mm. um, for me, I felt a lot of shame in yeah. that particular situation. So it took me a long time to even feel like really just open speaking about that mm -hmm. because I think it is more normal than we think because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't talk about it because there is a lot of shame about breaking up when you're pregnant or being single when you're pregnant. Um, and I just forgot <laughs> the question that you asked me. No, no, no. Uh, well, I was going to follow up because you said shame. So yeah. what, what what kind of shame are you talking about that you were experiencing? I feel like there's a lot of stigma mm -hmm. being, <laughs> yeah, you can say you that again. Mean, being like, here you are, like, there's a lot of stigma because it's like, I think sometimes breakups happen and we can't help it if, you know, just whatever happens with you and that person, you're not right together. But as a woman, mm -hmm. um, I really feel like there's people sometimes put the blame on you well like oh well what did you do wrong you're not worthy you're mm -hmm. not this because here you are and you're going through this journey being pregnant and single and people are so quick like when you're pregnant it's supposed to be like about the family unit mm -hmm. and i just think yeah it is an extra hurdle and so it does make you feel ashamed because you or at least i went through a period where i questioned like what is wrong with me that mm -hmm. i'm in this situation right Right. right. I and I do admit, and fellas, we got to be honest about this. It's hella easy for us just to be like, oh, dang, okay. Yeah. Like, this is like to way. remove yourself. Like, yeah. Remove myself from a situation while the mother is sitting there watching life right. being, you know, growing with, you know, yeah. life happening. So, That's yeah, we got to. Man, tough cookies. You guys right. are some tough cookies. <laughs> like, yeah. like, no, give, us, give us our praises because yeah, no, like, so, that yeah, was like, yes, yes, no. yeah, I didn't actually, I never really shared my story around that. Yeah. Even on podcasts that like when I was with my ex and we'd been together for six years by the time I had gotten pregnant. And I, I won't always, always be thoughtful about like, we got pregnant, right? Even that language in our one of our last episodes, someone's like, oh, well, when the mom got pregnant, no, when y'all got mm -hmm. pregnant, right? Just even changing that language because it takes two to be pregnant yeah. and that, that, that ability to separate, the man's ability to separate and just make a decision whether they want to partake is um, kind of stemmed from that same language, I think. But yeah, it is very hard in like the shame and the me being a woman of color. I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing the stigma. I'm like, I, I mean, I'm doing the stereotype. I'm fitting into the stereotype that yeah. people always are like, don't become a teenage like black mom, right? And yeah. um, and so I can only, I, I can a little imagine right? everyone has their own experience, but I, I'm right here with you, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Oh, follow up. So your upbringing, right? So did you, your upbringing, though, yeah, like growing up, like did you grow up in a single parent household, two parent household? So what examples did you have before you became a parent yourself? So I was actually adopted. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, and then both. I grew up first. My parents were together, but I had a unique situation. Like my parents didn't sleep in the same room. Okay. Um, yeah it was very different mm. like because i remember like i never saw my parents like kiss or like have that like romantic relationship and then they did end up um separating and my dad ended up moving out of state mm. so i kind of saw i got both ends of it 
Okay. Other times. Yeah. Okay, got it. How do you feel like that impacted your parenting or your co-parenting experience, if at all? Um, <laughs> I think I'm still trying to like unravel right. this part because I tend to like compartmentalize like different yeah. parts of my life. Um, I know how it like affected me in relationships. I'm not sure how it affected my parenting style necessarily. Okay, okay. okay. that's fair. That's fair. So how would you how would you describe your parenting style? Um, my personal parenting style. Yeah. Um, I feel like. I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit like of a free spirit when it comes mm-hmm. to like parenting too. Like there's certain things like honestly my kids run around the house naked half the time. <laughs> um right. That'd be your best life. <laughs> certain things that it's like I'm okay with in some ways. Like I'm very straight. Like I really am like big on like speaking to, you know, adults like politely yeah. and you know, like using your polite words, like mm-hmm. you don't yell and you don't scream when you don't want something. Right. Um but in another way, I am, I would say I'm almost like a little bit more hippie-ish with yeah. my parent style, but I also had a dad who was super hippie-ish. So okay. I kind of, you know, that kind of came down through me too. All right. But so when you say hippie-ish, what do you mean? Just like more, not I guess non-traditional. Yeah. What does that look in like? In the sense, yeah. well, for me, it looks like my kid running around the house naked. Right. Or like... No, that's pretty hippie <laughs> There are times when I let my child participate in certain decisions instead of just making them for her. Like, well, what would you like for dinner? What kind of food would you like to try tonight? Um, You can help me with the cooking. You can be in the kitchen with me. You can sit on my lap and help me while I'm working. Just trying to, like, really... Yeah, but trying to involve her and kind of give her her own voice instead of it's always just what I say and you just conform to that. Right. I think that's beautiful. And you got that from your parents? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, 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 go ahead. No, no, I'll think about the hippie thing, though, because... Even though Seattle is both like not Seattle, because the whole state of Washington is not Seattle, even though they make the mistakes sometimes. But is it not? Like, <laughs> go ahead. North Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Washington State, right? It's supposed to be a liberal state, and we think liberal means be free, be who you are. But I have the idea that it's more conservative. Do people get it credit mm-hmm. for? So I was, I'm curious about the whole hippie aspect of parenting because I heard there was this term called free range parenting. Are you free? Is that like chicken eggs? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I like, no, no, no. like my Pretty chicken much treat, like giving your, your children the autonomy to make decisions for themselves, even though they're kids, right? Like they don't necessarily call it hippie or gypsy. They say free range parenting. Okay. Right? So I thought other words. Gypsy's like a whole culture. Wait, right. go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But I'm, I'm curious to know. So, you got that idea to, you know, give your 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 daughter the like the ability to make decisions for herself, and you got that from what you say. You got that from your parents. You know, to like do that. Why is that important for you to have that parenting style for your kid? Well, I would also like to say, like, I have a balance. Because I I know, like, there's kids who I've seen on TikTok, like, they literally just do whatever they want. And there is some balance and some structure. Then there's little things, like, I wanted to put her in an outdoor school, but wait list is full. Okay. um, You know, it's, it's like things like that. I just think it's important because... 
I want her to be free to discover who she is mm. and not think that she is a certain person because she's supposed to be this way. Like, I really just want her to be able to, I mean, she's young, but I guess like, you know, go inward and figure out what she's interested in. Right. And if that ends up being something like video games, like that's cool. If right. it's art, that's cool. If it's sports, that's cool. But I just want her to really get to know herself mm -hmm. and figure out how to be authentically her versus being in a situation where she's trying to please people or right. fit like a status norm or something like that. That's key. That's it. So what you're talking about, obviously, is your values, like your values for yourself and your daughter. And so, you know, with co-parenting, sometimes parents can have different values, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, does this value show through for your, your ex, for your daughter? I would say he's less strict than me. Oh, really? Uh, okay, like, tell me more. <laughs> like, um, I would say he's less strict than me because there's certain things, like, she likes to stay up late, but okay. I like to have a bedtime because right. I feel like, hey, like, I need my time. Right. <laughs> time to go to bed. Like, she's three years old. There's no <laughs> need for her to be up late. Right. Like, there's no need. Like, but I know, like, when she goes to his house, mm -hmm. she stays up late. And that's okay. kind of, you know what I mean? That's kind of like her things. So I'd say he's almost less strict and more lenient than me. Mm -hmm. But I also think... I don't know if it's like hard for men to say no to their daughters. Oh, like if you can speak more on this or I'll I'll say that but I'm but so I mean we're pretty like similar thinking though and like we want her to be who she wants to be and we want to be really open to just discovering that with her. And there's certain things like when it comes to the food, because I know like a lot of people it's like, well, whatever's for dinner, you have to eat that or you're hungry. But like for me, I, I don't want to be treated like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily want my kid to be treated like that. So I want her to have some say on like mm -hmm. what we're going to eat and when we grocery shop. Um, but he's pretty much, he's pretty close to being on that same page. Okay. I would just say he's almost more lenient. Right. What else are some shared values you guys have? Mm, we're both foodies. Okay. So I know that sounds like funny, but it's like we're both foodies. So it's like That's the thing. we want our toddlers still picky, but it's like we're always trying to get her to try different foods. Okay. And like from different cultures, right. like a lot of, we took her to Momiji on Mother's okay. Day. And it's a sushi restaurant okay. in Seattle. Yeah. She doesn't like sushi, but just okay. to like try to like expose her to different foods so she's not like, you know, a chicken nuggets and mac and cheese no. only type kid. Like that's good and it has its place. He's <laughs> so nice about stuff. Um, you know, just so we're both really open to that. I'd say that's a similar value. Um, and just open to like letting her discover herself and who she wants to be. That's good. That's good. So it sounds like you and uh, the dad are like getting at a good place with parenting, right? Yeah. Was it always like that? No. Okay. okay. So how was it in the beginning? Um, no, the beginning was very, very difficult for us um, in seeing eye to eye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, you know we're gonna ask the follow up question. <laughs> you can look first. Yeah. Ask them. <laughs> We just there's like there's definitely been disagreements that we've had about her and raising her. Mm -hmm. Um I'll just like put this one out there because this was one yeah. that kind of like was a thing when she was a baby. I wanted to get her ears pierced. Oh, okay. He 
is mm -mm, not into that okay um at all so that was kind of like a like it sounds like so trivial but that was like a really like rift in us for okay. parenting and having to compromise things like that um and then also just kind of like balancing like who has her when just like mm -hmm. little stuff like that there's a lot of rifts okay so the, okay i had an issue that uh, issue with ears pierced too when my daughter was like two or three years old i didn't see the point of getting her ears pierced why was that important for her to get her ears pierced um, <laughs> um i don't very like minimal and picky right now I'm yeah i know that's why, that's why like it's like looking back it does feel like minimal now because i was the one who's like it and now i can see where yet yeah, is like really minimal but i my thoughts on it was like a, I like how it looks. Right. B, I think she's gonna want them pierced eventually. So if it's when she's a baby, right. then I'm gonna be taking care of them while I'm already doing everything to take care of her. Right. You have to take care of the new piercings, okay. and it just—I don't know—it's the thing that a lot of people do right. when they're um, a baby. And him, it's not that he never wants her to have them. He just wants her to make that choice herself, so right. that she okay. doesn't have. Um, I guess her ears pierced with no consent. So it's like, now I can look at that and be like, okay, I understand. But at the time, it just felt like me versus you. Like, right. Right. Yeah. I will say when my mom got my ears pierced, I, I almost wonder if a kid's going to be like, why are my ears pierced? I'm so angry. Like, why? Someone, I can't imagine a kid like, yeah. like growing up and be like, man, why'd you pierce my ears? Because mm. um, then you just don't wear earrings. But uh, my mom pierced my ears when I was about six months old. And I don't remember it. And I love it. Like, I'd rather, yeah. So, like, I don't know. To your point, like, nice. I think that's And I think we don't have to always have, like, a super yeah. great reason. Like, it's something that's important to you. Yeah. And it's something that's important to him. When I like that his, his answer was fitting to that value you guys shared, which is, like, her making decisions for herself. So that kind of lines up but um but i hear you like it doesn't matter yeah. sometimes it's like this is what i'm passionate about this is what i care about i think this is gonna be really great for them and sometimes it can just be really hard yeah. I hear you. I hear you. so when you guys were in that moment like those mo those those riffs right like mm -hmm. like what y'all do <laughs> Like in that specific yeah, like, like yeah general. like when you like in general like how did you guys manage issues back in the day versus now we didn't manage them very well back in the day. Okay. Um, I think now we've gotten to a place where we can both discuss our mm -hmm. different opinions and we can sit and listen. But honestly, back in the day, we didn't manage them well. It was more of almost a power struggle mm -hmm. when something would come up. And it was just like a lot of fighting, but not a lot of listening. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's cute. Yeah. What was, I can relate. What was the top issue? or like the major issue that you guys really had to battle to overcome? Mm, I think it's before we had really set up when, now we're on a schedule of when okay. he has her and when I have her, before okay. we had really set that up, it was definitely like, who's going to have her when? Okay. What was this? Like, how often did he have him then? Um, or have you, Kyla? It varied. It's like we broke up when I was pregnant, but he came and um, we were cohabitating. How do you say that? Yeah, like the first, um, just the first month that she was born. Mm -hmm. 
And that was actually like super helpful because he would take like the night shift and oh, then nice. yeah, okay, pop during the day. Um, mm-hmm. and then but then after that, like he went back to his house and it was just me for okay. a few months. And then he would just sometimes we would all be together as a family, mm-hmm. and then sometimes we wouldn't. And then when I started working, she was born in January. I started working in May. Okay. And his job was super flexible with um, paternity leave. So he was able to take it later as long as it was within that year. So he went on his leave and he would have her just while I was at work during the work day. Um, And then eventually he went back to work and then we kind of shifted to a schedule of every other weekend. Um, Mm -hmm. Thursday night through Sunday, he was with her. And Mm -hmm. I think things got better after we had like something like scheduled right okay what was the point of content like why was there like a riff when you guys were when you didn't have a schedule like what were you guys arguing about (laughs) Um, (laughs) um a part of it was just like me like i think i was kind of jealous to see his freedom and i was like in this like new mom phase not feeling that so part of it would be like if i wanted to do something i would want him to be able to drop everything that he had and take the kid and obviously that's not sustainable necessarily but just like these kind of unspoken expectations mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah i don't want to lose that so like, I'm, I'm like i'm gonna hold my other question till yeah. later so because of course you had to do that right as a mom like yeah. you don't have freedom yeah. to do whatever you want so seeing him do that you think resentment would resentment be the good term? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I was holding a lot of that. Right. So how did, do you still hold, hold on to that? Or how did you unpack it if you're not holding on to that no more? So I've had to just try to break unforgiveness that I had. Mm. Like, cause I, re- I think that the resentment comes from a place of unforgiveness um, for me personally. So I had to really work on unpacking that and really just understanding how unforgiveness holds me back Mm. more than anything else and then kind of go in and just do the work to unpack that and also just to kind of um accept my life so it's not like in any way i don't want to be a mom but i had to really like accept the transition from having freedom to do whatever I want all the time so now my life is different and I have to just be okay with that and just Mm -hmm. accepting of that right Right. so how did you how did what did you do what were the steps did you take to unpack it prayer for me a lot for me it was a lot of prayer okay a lot of because I personally I have a relationship with I believe in God I know not everybody um Mm -hmm. listening might but I think most people have some sort of um you know some sort of spiritual side to them right Mm -hmm. so for me it was just a lot of prayer and trying to break down this unforgiveness so that way i can move on and try to just accept it as it is and also live in the now Mm -hmm. because a lot of time unforgiveness and resentment is rooted in what's happened in the past so if i really focus on here right here not the future right not what's behind me not what's in the past but focusing on here also helps because this is not what's happening here this is what has happened right and how how has that impacted your co-parenting like give an example where you thinking here versus in the past has helped you out co-parenting wise 
Oh, a lot. I think yeah. about I think about this. I was thinking about this this morning because in the beginning it was rough just on both ends, but mm-hmm. both him and I have matured and grown and been able to change a lot. So it's like as long as I'm holding on to whatever problems we used to have or what he might have done two and a half, three years ago, mm-hmm. that's not really a reflection of how he's showing up and mm-hmm. how he's acting right now nor is a reflection of how i'm acting right now right right i feel like that really frees you up to like gives you some peace of mind like i've I've had to do the same in some ways or i've asked my partner my co-parenting partner to do the same like yo i feel like you're interacting with me based off based off of things from the past yeah if we could just stick to like this discussion around track or like sports or things like that we could just stick to that right here and not you thinking i'm being manipulative or trying to control the situation then i think we could get somewhere and i feel like it's just freed me up i hope it's freed him up to just have that peace of mind while we're co-parenting so we can just focus on the matter at hand yeah yeah that's commendable though i love it i love it jeffrey what are you gonna say i was gonna ask um before prior to you becoming pregnant how long were you and the father together about oh i'd have to do the math (laughs) i want to say it's about two years but we were on and off it was not a consistent two years okay on and off for two years and then in the middle of your pregnancy you guys separated and broke up Mm -hmm. how much of that do you think bled over to the parenting decisions in the beginning in the beginning yeah almost everything Mm -hmm. okay if I'm being like, just to be like upfront, yeah. really honest, with everything, because I was also hurt. Yeah. yeah. Of course. And the fact that, you know, I would imagine, of course, I can't imagine this because you know, you know, giving birth and stuff. I could just imagine you have to regulate that, right? Regulate, you know, the amount of hurt that you actually can feel so that way it doesn't transfer to the kid, you know, physically, right? So it's like very, very tough to go through that process like this person broke we're, we're not no longer together but yet now we're we're tied together for the rest of our lives through this child so let's say you had to go through a lot of prayer or you prayed a lot is there anything anything else that you had to do too like did you because therapy is the thing now right I don't know. I need to still go to therapy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go to therapy to the day I haven't yet, but I, I know that oh, I need to. Okay. okay. I definitely need to. From okay. what you know, were there things that he had to do in order to unpack that? Or you still believe that he had some things that he still needs to work on? Um. No, I don't. Well, he's not here, so I don't know how. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't right. want to put like, all his business right. out Smart. there, but I Smart. do know. I think he'd be okay with me saying I know that he has been in therapy, okay, um, Good for and him. working on himself and just yeah, things like that. I think too, it's huge because we both met when we were both like in a party scene. And okay, we were that was like our thing. We'd party, we'd break up, we'd find each other again at the club. <laughs> together so um also just you know surrounding i think both of ourselves with better people Mm. and a better community less toxic lifestyle message yeah, yeah i hope that all the listen- listeners are here and all you're touching on so many key things because in order to have a better co-parenting experience we like you're saying we have to do the internal work right and then yeah. also like who are we surrounding ourselves around are we surrounding ourselves around people who want the same things have the same things that we yeah. want and if that's not the case you gotta switch up so how did you come to that realization like i'm so impressed <laughs> uh, 
like it's hard for me to say because it's not like i feel like sometimes you hear people how they've like come out of something and it's like they have this like just epiphany right Mm -hmm. moment and everything changes for me everything was very gradual yes just very um gradual changes i will say honestly the pandemic helped me a lot the pandemic. Um, right the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> it was in this place where you know i was forced to go inward because mm-hmm. i'm at home by myself all the time so i don't have anything to do besides go inward but just like a series of events and even synchronicities that pushed me further away from the lifestyle that i had into what i am now and of course when i got pregnant and stuff obviously like that all stopped and had a new baby but then i was like kind of wanting to like ease back into that Mm -hmm. old or like missing that old you know just like oh i want that old and it's fun yeah it can be yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah i don't know just like it was a very gradual process for me I just want to give you your kudos and to your ex too. Like, like I'm like, we should probably have a thing where we like do a round of applause whenever someone says they're on ther- in therapy or doing some kind of work. Cause that is, yeah. that's, it's going to bless our children so much. Yeah. And I'm just, that just makes me happy to know that Kyla's getting the best. And yeah. so. Right, Cause um, it's starting to come across like therapy is starting to become like the palate cleanser. Mm, you know, what like do you mean? Of, like childhood trauma or childhood or past thoughts. As soon as you go to therapy, I was a, uh, thinking this earlier, it opens up a door that you didn't know existed, mm. you know, about what to, okay, explore this room now, like, oh, where does all this stuff come from, right, and mm-hmm. then it, it allows you to tackle it, so, that's yeah, good to hear, it's good that, that work's being done on behalf of the baby. Yeah. yeah so. What are some other things that you did to, like, help get you to this healthier place, like, are there any other things you guys had to, like, navigate as co-parents? <laughs> um... What do you mean? Like, you said you guys went to therapy. He's going to therapy. You did some internal work. I think you turned, you know, to your faith as well. Like, are there any other tips you have for people who are co-parenting to, like, help them have a healthy co-parenting relationship? Not having sex with each other. That one. That, that is, okay, let's, let's dive into it. Let's dive into it. Uh, that's actually funny. Go ahead and take a water break. I, I feel it because, okay, that's good to know because this is the second time this has come up in a, one of our episodes where, you know, a discussion around like intimacy with co-parents comes up and I'm I'm realizing that it's way more common than I thought where, you know, you have this intimacy, you have that there, right? That's why the kid's there. <laughs> so you have this intimacy. And then once you go into like just co-parenting, you're no longer in a relationship together, whatever. Um, it is kind of hard to sever like that other tie, which I know that's why some people probably don't want to date people who have baby mamas and baby daddies because they know that there's something that's probably why people are like ah, i don't know if i want to date the baby moms or baby dads because they probably still have some kind of link and so like it is really common but i don't think anyone's talking about it so i think it's important that we talk about it mm-hmm. and i appreciate you bringing that up like tell us about that journey <laughs> if you're willing i do appreciate you you know we have a lot of people here tonight i believe it <laughs> yeah so <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, I do think it's very common yeah. for people to still be sleeping with their ex yeah. and have a kid together. Like, yeah. from what I've heard, it's common. It's We weren't, like, the outlier. Um, right. 
and even like you can go on Twitter. Like it's you right, know, it's, it's everywhere. A, it's a thing. It's a thing. And um, if it's not happening, it's a lie. Like I don't really know. <laughs> If you think about it, a lot of times, even when we have an ex who we don't have a kid with, um, mm. a lot of times it takes longer for the sex to end right. than it did for the relationship. Right. Um, not always, but that is often the case. And I think, yeah, when you have a kid together, like, I mean, obviously you were attracted to that person at one point. Obviously, sometimes you kind of are still searching for that emotional bond that can right. come from that, too. And so we, it wasn't like we're like having sex all the time, right? right? But it would happen, especially mm -hmm. like if one of us got drunk or something, right. you know what I mean? Right. And the right chemistry. What, yeah. yeah. What happened? Where do you end up? Um, and so we had, you know, been doing what this sometimes do right and then we had kind of stopped but then like it would occasionally happen and mm -hmm. actually remember i know the last time it happened it was christmas 2019 <laughs> oh, okay it was christmas 2019 you know and yeah. we have been like trying not to and then it did and i remember we had been like in a really good place with co-parenting mm -hmm. and then that happened and then next thing you know it's not good anymore. The co-parenting. Yeah, okay. we're arguing, we're fighting. It's not just about the kid anymore okay. because, you know, this um, thing had happened. Right. So I really truly believe, and he does too. I even was talking to him before I went on this um, mm -hmm. podcast. And he said, yeah, that's a huge thing. Once we stopped having sex, our co-parenting went up yes. and just got better and better and we're able to actually have that friendship with one mm -hmm. another okay. right. you believe it allows you to focus on what's important and yeah that complicates things especially Absolutely. with a high stressful situation as parenting right. what what else what why do you think stopping intimacy made the co-parenting better because when we're being intimate as much as we would want to say, oh, it's just going to be casual or this one time. Sometimes we'd say that at the beginning is a little different. But um, I can't speak for everybody. But for me, casual sex is not really ever going to be a thing because mm -hmm. it's, my heart is always going to get involved. My feelings are always going to get involved. And I think especially I think other people can resonate this with this when you have a kid with somebody it's very hard for something like that to be something so intimate to just be casual and nothing else. So the focus would shift from parenting to jealousy, mm -hmm. um, feelings of entitlement, feelings of wanting something more, even mm -hmm. though it wasn't going to be something more and it was no longer healthy for it to be something more. So it would get a lot more... I mean, I guess parenting is personal, but mm. personal like feelings would get involved. Mm. And when you're feeling angry, sad, jealous, like any type of those feelings, you don't act the best. You don't show up as your best person. Right. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I definitely, cause like you said, we're trying to respect our other person's personal business. Yeah. Right? So it's challenging, but I do feel like this is going to help people because um, no one's talking about this right now. And so, um, but with that said, I agree. I agree. I definitely had to like make sure that we stopped doing that. And I, well, we were trying to entertain, maybe trying to get back together. Um, and 
once we really freed ourselves from trying to do that, we could just focus on co-parenting. We could focus on going and getting our healing instead of trying to have these maybe codependencies or attachments or whatever. Um, we could just, cause I don't think, even if let's say we were trying to get back together, I don't think us as ourselves in that moment would have been best for each other. And so um, I'm really grateful that we like woke up and was like, let's just like not do these things and let's not try and let's just try just focus on the co-parenting and i really think that's been really rewarding and he has gone on to find someone who's a better fit for him and i've gone on to just do my free life which i was going to say earlier okay i know that you were talking about um that balance between like being a mom and like going and partying and stuff like that like have you found a way to like work in the part because i don't me i don't think you have to choose like yeah. some things you have to choose but i don't think you have to choose between like going out and like also, like, feeding your kid dinner and, like, loving on them and stuff like that. Yeah. So I feel like I have had a balance. I just feel like the way that I was trying to do it before wasn't even necessarily a healthy way. Okay. Um, because, I mean, I was up in the club. And then I was at an after party. Okay. And I was, you know what I mean? So it was bad. like I wasn't able yeah. to then show up so now it's one thing is that when i'm on vacation i'm at the club okay. i'm drinking okay. i'm partying okay. and then i will still work it in sometimes to my life here but it's like i've become so busy with other things that it's not as much of a priority right. but or like you know like a day party mm -hmm. like yeah there's okay. definitely ways it's just i was approaching it from a way that was unhealthy for me okay right, just partying responsibly yeah yeah exactly okay, gotcha. as we should all be doing anyway <laughs> Right. Mm, no, I'm kidding. Kids yeah. are no kids. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. What about you, Jeffrey? Have you had to like find balance between like, I don't know, there's a stigma around what people think parenting should look like. And so have you had to find a balance between like what you truly want to do as a human, yeah. a free willed human versus like what you do with your daughter and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I, I did because it's all about self-awareness, right? You got to, it's balance. You know what I'm saying? Like what's, you got to figure out what's important for you. And what you want to do like i love my daughter to death you know but i realize i do need me time as well and it's easier for me to do that now that she's a teenager right. versus three years old four years old five years old so i think you gotta you gotta find your level of self-awareness for what you need in order for you to stay sane so that's what i've been working on for the past few years okay. doing that i think you know one of the things i love about co-parenting too though is you do have that time because there's a lot of moms and it also helped me to learn this but there's moms who are married or living with their partners but they have all the weight and mm -hmm. they do everything and mm -hmm. they don't ever have a free night or anything mm -hmm. so that is i think one <laughs> benefit oh yeah say it, say it. is we have you know we have our free time we do mm -hmm. get a break sometimes you know absolutely like, i feel like that makes me a better parent yeah it's hard to show up for your kid if you're feeling drained and you don't feel like you have that break and it's very normal to feel drained it's very normal to like we're all still living our lives and humaning and it's all coming together and i think I know that was my favorite part of co-parenting has been like that free time to like go travel, go party, go continue to like we're, we're multifaceted people. Right. We don't when we become a mom or a father, we don't just do that. And I just I hate that that's been the pressure that we've had as parents because um, it's just not realistic and it's not necessary. I get, I'm a better mom because I went and partied the other day. 
and like went and danced or worked out, sweated, had some fun, got to feel some autonomy. I'm a better mom the next day because I went and like stayed out and had a good time. That's how I think about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. What, Jeffrey? Come on. I'm a better mom so I went to go kick it last night. I'm a better mom now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we're, we're breaking like norms of today that were established 20, 30, 40 years ago because it's not the same world. But you still have people still trying to hold on to what traditional was in today's time and you can't do that anymore. Right. So you, you need outlets, right? right. So you got to release all that stress and steam going to, the, uh, going to the gym, going to the club. Right. So that way you can be a better parent for your babies. It's funny hearing that out loud. That's all. Message. Yeah, I had to so. twerk a little something See, so I could. <laughs> so I could. at the club. This love my So I could cook a little something. No, okay. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a question for you. Um, and this is a little off the wall question. Ooh. Off the wall. So, what are your co-parenting goals? Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh. I don't know if I have sat down and uh, thought about that. Um, I mean, the end goal is always Kyla. It's always right. my kid. For her to be able to have a relationship with both of her parents mm. and feel love equally from both of them, not mm -hmm. feel like she can't go to dad about something or she can't mm -hmm. go to mom or she's always trying to appease one of them because she knows that they don't like each other mm -hmm. and xyz so i mean the end goal is just for her to grow up feeling supported happy and healthy and like she has both of her parents we're up on time oh it's the fault too because that's a good one six minutes oh we're good okay six minutes okay, okay. um kind of piggybacking on what jeffrey said so how, with that goal that you have, how is your co-parenting going to support that goal? How you co-parent? Um, I mean, I hope that it will just keep on being open-ended. I mean, I like that her and when I pick her up, or for example, like her, me and her dad, can sit and have a conversation okay. about the weekend and we can go on and talk a little bit like about our lives right. and what we've got going on professionally or something like that. And I like that she can see that because I know that a lot of kids don't see that right. or we do like holidays and stuff together for right now. I don't know what necessarily like, the future will hold, but um, just her being able to see that her parents can get along and we're there to support her even if we aren't together like the traditional the classic way mm -hmm. that parents are okay i love it i love it yeah because that's the one thing i want to bridge for myself and as i'm like coaching when i'm coaching co-parents like okay what is what is the end result like what do you want your child to grow up to be what do you want them to feel right and then like what are we doing right now that we can control to like support that as co-parents and so i love what you shared about like your dynamic and like how you guys share space she gets to see that great example of you guys getting along and then therefore she gets to feel secure and like not feel like she has to appease people like you said and try to fill the gaps yeah, or whatever and i just so. want her to feel loved yeah. i want her to know that she has all the love from yeah. both of her parents from both of her side of the family and she is important and yeah. she is loved and Ooh. that's i think that's the real end goal yeah, yeah. i love it oh that's so beautiful so earlier you mentioned about you know changing your environment because you out kicking it in the yeah, clubs yeah so, uh, <laughs> how 
how important has that been changing your environment outside of the house? Like, you know, you're like the the club scene, right? Do you still like I do you still hang out with the same friends that you did before you became a mom? Nope. Okay. Um, so was that intentional? Okay. Was that intentional or that just happened naturally? Hap- I was the first person in my friend group to have a kid. Okay. And so it just happened that way where after I had a kid, like it was just harder to navigate because I couldn't necessarily just drop everything, go hang out on the fly. And I didn't like, I like to have a good time, but I didn't want to spend all my time drinking. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like it's Tuesday night. I don't want to take shots till 2 AM and mm. do X, Y, this is like an example, but I just had different priorities and it's not, I never had like a falling out with anybody. It just was, our lives just felt very different, but mm-hmm. I still have some, like my best friend, like we're still mm-hmm. super solid and we'll, we can talk about, cause we've been through like that massive, like parting nonstop phase to like kind of where we are now. And we can kind of like talk about that journey. Mm-hmm. But I think it, for me, it had a lot to do with being the first person in my friend group to have a kid also. Okay. Yep, that'll do it, same. Yeah, yeah. you do. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure And I'll still hang out in friend groups who like, don't have kids it'll be a friend group of like 10 people and i'm like yo it's just different and people are low they'll be sweet and lovely but they'll just be like hey who wants to do this tonight or who wants to do that and it just naturally there's there's sometimes naturally just a disconnect not that it can't be fun and great and whatever but you know i we just move different when we're parents we just move different we have certain availability and i love hanging out with parents Cause like, let's say I'm hanging out with you and Kyla, right? And you gotta like give Kyla, cause Kyla's asking a lot of questions and like, maybe like, oh, I'm trying to hang out with Sydney. Like, let me talk to her a little bit, but other other people, and I'm gonna be like, go to, go hang out with Kyla, do what you gotta do. Like, don't worry about me. Like, yeah. and, right, like I, as a mom, I'm gonna like take that time and don't feel any guilt about it. You won't feel any guilt. Cause you know, I get it. And so when I'm with other friends who don't have kids, they don't really get that. Like you gotta, yeah. if my focus can't a thousand percent be on you, if my son's there, I mean, it's not to be rude. It's not that I don't care. It's just like, that's how it is. And I feel like some people just don't get that or all the time. Or restaurants with mm-hmm. your kids, with people who don't have kids. Right. Ooh, that's a podcast on that. <laughs> that's an adventure. That's an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> it's challenging. It yeah. definitely is. So my last question, uh, advice, right? Mm. For moms, similar situation, or moms that you know they're in a similar situation as you, what advice would you give them to get to a happy place with it? Mm, I think stop having sex with your ex. Um, Stop having sex with your ex. (laughs) But also try to view them as a friend and try to actually, not like, you know, not like your best girlfriend, but try to view them as a friend, not as your ex, because then you're always going to be stuck in the past and Mm. all these angers. Try to view them as a friend and try to really want what's best for them. Not just want what's best for your kid, but want what's best for them, because at the end of the day, what's best for them is best for your kid, too, Mm. and for you. That's the secret. Yeah, because that's him and I, like, we show up and support each other in a way where we both want to see each other thrive, and that has been huge, too, because when we weren't cool like that we didn't necessarily at least i can't speak for him but i didn't necessarily want to see him drive when i was still angry right <laughs> so speak on it. yeah right that's cool. yeah that's, that's beautiful set aside your ego 
Yeah, that. Yeah, set aside your ego. It's hard, but yeah, it's important. I love what you said about um, not just thinking about putting Kyla first, but also putting each other first too. Um, because you'll 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 be, people will hear me say this time and time again but like i think good co-parenting is putting your kids first like good that's great like but if you want amazing solid holistic co-parenting i think you have to put the kid first and like you said care about the well-being of the other parent yeah with boundaries yeah, oh absolutely like i'm not gonna like boundaries go into debt for somebody okay yes boundaries we'll have to do a whole episode on that I know. It's like, I feel like we could talk for another hour. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe we should, like, <laughs> casually for fun. Right. <laughs> I love it. Anything else, Jeffrey? No, that's it. That's all, all I got. right. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate you being on. Thank yes. Thank you for, for sharing. Me. I know the episode's going to bless people. Um, yeah. None of us are perfect, so I love... And, I, you know, Jeffrey and I are never going to say we're perfect. Like, we're not here to say, like, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. We're here to say, like, this is where we struggle and this is some stuff that helps. So thank you so much for being vulnerable so we, we can help other people figure out. How do people find you since you're, you know, you do the art and the content creating and all that jazz? <laughs> um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at the joyen like the J-O-Y-E-N. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean? Oh, Joy is my middle name, okay. and then E and N are some of my initials. Oh, yeah. shoot. So it's my name. Oh, I didn't know that. That's really cool. I love it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. That's great. Thank Enjoy you. So appreciate you.